And we are underway with the third hour of the morning show on this frigid Monday morning, 15th of January, and 14 below at the airport with a wind chill of 37 below. Neil Atkins made it in. He bundled up and uh, made it safely into work this morning. Boy, I'll tell you, my truck was groaning this morning. <laughs> it did not like it. No. Most uh, most vehicles don't appreciate this kind of weather. Well, I start, Or having to start or run in this kind of weather. I started it up in advance. Yeah. And uh, I went to move it, and I noticed some of the uh, lights on the controls yeah. were lightly blinking. Like, <laughs> they didn't want to come on. Right. They just didn't yeah. want to come on. And finally, once I got going and warmed up, then it did. But it was uh, 11 below when I went past, um, like, Menards up on Highway 53. But yeah. it was about 13, 14 below up by my place. Right. And then I see on your... Your uh, buddy Tony gave us the lowdown at the yeah. airport and so on. Mm-hmm. It's cold deal. no matter where you are this morning. There's no doubt about it. A couple of degrees one way or the other is not going to make much of a difference. Well, that's true. And it's Especially in the wind uh, with 50-mile-an-hour winds. That gives us a pretty nasty wind chill. Boy, I'll tell you, that's for sure. That's not... Exposed to flesh could freeze, Tony says, within about 15 minutes. So you get frostbite. Well, you got to be, uh, uh, be real so, careful. Yeah, bundle up. You know, we had that tragedy that happened uh, a couple, three years ago where those uh, folks, I think they were from India, they illegally tried to tr- cross from Canada this time of oh, year. Oh, okay. And they were fro- found frozen to death. Yeah. They didn't have, obviously, proper clothing and, and whatever the case was. And uh, you just you just never know. Right. So, uh, well, well, happy Martin Luther King Day here. Yes. Today is actually... The his birthday. <laughs> yeah, turned out to be exactly today. the the same day. Usually, it's just a Monday holiday, but right. And it turns actually, out this is the exact day of his birth. Yep, actually, his birthday, and mm-hmm. uh, there'll be people. I know one of the uh, ch- local churches had a big celebration of his life last night, and uh-huh. I caught that on the air this morning. And I know some folks are going to be walking down to the yep. deck today. Breakfast is underway now. They got the big community breakfast uh, ran from 7 until 9.30 this morning. That's at First United Methodist Church. And they have a local program and also they kind of broadcast the Minneapolis breakfast event that's going on down there. So, Well, that's good. That's good. And yeah, as you mentioned, then that'll be followed up by a march and bundle up if you're marching from the Washington Center oh. down to the deck for the <coughs> noon event there. He was quite the civil rights leader. And I know that... Uh, his family has been very, very protective of uh, some of his uh, speeches and uh, have not allowed. They have uh, literally, uh, I Have a Dream speech was copyrighted by him back oh, in I the suppose, day. Oh, I suppose, yeah. And uh, they've been very, very careful in not allowing anybody to use all this. Now, apparently, there's a movie uh, in the works where they have agreed to uh, allow this. And it's going to depict his life, and they're working. I think it's Steven Spielberg's uh, working with him on it. Really, wow! And and they are working to make sure that the movie portrays right. the real man. You know what happens with some of these movies? Oh, certainly. All of a sudden, you get the movie, and it turns out there's maybe uh, yeah. two lines in it that are the real thing, and the rest of it is all fluff. Yeah. Well, they're really making sure that this is going to be the real deal. That's and good. I, a movie to portray him and some of the other historic figures. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if they go right down the line and portray these historic people for who they are and what yeah. they did, I, I don't think they need to add a lot of fluff to something like that. I think it's going to be in a very successful mm-hmm. film. 
So, so watch for that, Don. All right. Uh, over the weekend, did you get out to see any movies? <clears throat> no, I didn't. I, <laughs> I ended up getting the snow off my roof before oh, like fun. the freeze really came. Yeah. I've got one of those avalanches that is the, you got the long pole instead of a roof Oh, rate, I got you, yeah. It's got the plastic that unfurls that comes down and little right. wheels on it goes up and it gets <laughs> wow. gets the snow off real good. And there's uh, some areas that I do that with just to make sure I don't get any ice dams. I've got heated yeah. wire in that in areas too, well, but you want to keep yeah. but you want to keep ahead of it so right. it doesn't build up. So. Okay. And and you did you see any films? I did not. Know. I saw some old ones. I uh, saw stuff on TV, yeah, but uh, pretty much hunkered down over the weekend. <laughs> Didn't I, get out much. I watched Trading Places uh, the other night. Really? Well, that's Eddie an oldie but a goodie, yeah. And Dan Aykroyd. Mm-hmm. And a couple of uh, Don Amici was in it, too. Oh, and I good think Frank movie, Bellamy, yeah. some of the old timers. Mm-hmm. And that was quite the flick. It's always one every <laughs> once in a while. I like to watch it. It's pretty, yeah. uh, pretty, pretty colorful, to say the least, <laughs> and hilarious. But, but uh, anyway, a good flick. And, uh, well, uh, she, uh, the actress that was in it, um, Jamie Curtis. Ja- Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. She won the Oscar last year for a supporting role. How about that? Mm-hmm. Still another, around. Another movie. All these years. All right. Tom Robick is uh, wandering looking around the studio. He's looking morning. out there to see if... I was just watching the activity. Out mm-hmm. the a lot of action down there on the avenue this morning. Double digit below zero temperature. <laughs> Beautiful day. Beautiful day. People are moving rather quickly this morning, as they should. When yeah. you're outdoors, you haven't got much time between getting from no. your vehicle to wherever you're going. A brisk Agreed. walk. Without freezing your nose. Yeah. It was 14 below when I left up that's on the hill. That's about what it is now. Okay. With a 37 so, below wind chills. So yeah, that's, keep that's that, in mind. that was the killer right. there. Speaking of killers, what a game yesterday in football uh, as the Packers upset the highly favored Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I figured in Dallas. Wanna, I figured you'd want to open up Where they had one, not Dave. lost a game all year. Let's give a hand there for Dave and <laughs> the Pack. Well, it, I had nothing to do with it, but I got to cheer him on anyway. And well, was I, I heard pleasantly that, surprised at what I saw. I heard the quarterback uh, pushed a gal out of the ditch. Yeah, for, for I was the, talking uh, about that earlier. There. He they did were, that before was, he went down there. So she tried on the to way. stop him. She said, "You've got a big game," and she didn't want him to get hurt. <laughs> right, pulling, pushing his well, car out of my car. The There's the team spirit. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That's. that's I don't. Uh, you know. I don't want to say. Like it's completely a, a character of him because I don't know him. Yeah, but it's indicative of of the kind of guy he is. <laughs> sure. I think you know Apparently he's willing so. to do that. It was cold yesterday, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, so he was willing to get out and push somebody's car. Yeah, it's it's that was admirable. a couple of days ago when they're still in Green Bay. But yeah. yeah. Um, All right. Well, uh, anyway, here's more sports with Tom Robick. Uh, Bruce is off today, by the way. Yeah, I figured you'd want to lead with that one. I'm uh, sorry. Yeah, you're all decked I'm out all excited. green gold here today. Boy, now they got to play San Francisco, which is not going to be an easy uh, game either well, in no, San Francisco. You know, here's the thing. Uh, that the, the Green Bay Packers have had seven interceptions the entire season. <laughs> Did you realize that? Uh, Only seven yeah. the whole season. They've had issues uh, defensively most of the season. Yeah, well, yesterday they had two picks. Both of them resulted in touchdowns. That's amazing. And so, uh, mm-hmm. including a pick six. Uh, and the Packers handed the Cowboys really embarrassing for, for the Cowboys. What was the score? In Texas. The, the score was 48-32. I saw that. Holy but it wasn't that close. Yeah, <laughs> the last two touchdowns yeah. by the Cowboys uh, it, were, you know, the, the last couple minutes. And yeah, they just it really wasn't that close. 
Uh, it was a complete blowout. Aaron Jones, 118 yards rushing, three scores. And Jordan Love, 16 of 21 passes, 272 yards. When I was at the game New Year's Eve against the Vikings, and I said, because Jordan Love <laughs> did not look this good at the first half of the season. <laughs> yeah, But he's really looking really yeah. good now. He's and, been, and I think his, his receivers are stepping up, too. I mean, he's yeah. got, uh, you know, they're catching balls that they dropped they earlier in the season. And it doesn't hurt that Aaron Jones mm-hmm. is running the way he is. Absolutely. So, uh, All right. showdown against 49ers in San Francisco. I next think it'll be Saturday night from what I heard. So. Is it Saturday? That's okay. what they're saying. So we'll okay. But out. they haven't decided yet? I think it's Saturday really? night. I just haven't found the exact time. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Some of the other games uh, from yesterday, because I might as well, we might as well run, because blowouts were the story. <laughs> uh, the Texans throttled the Cleveland Browns 45-14 in Houston over the weekend on Saturday. The Kansas City Chiefs thumping the Miami Dolphins 26-7 at Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, and a pair of Monday games are now put on the wild card. The Pittsburgh Steelers battling the Buffalo Bills in Orchard Park. That was postponed because of snow. Yeah. I turn on the television Holy looking for a football game, and I'm uh-huh. seeing... I'm seeing the Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, they re-ran some old game, which is weird. Yeah, it was the AFC Championship from last year. Well, I ended up uh, clipping on it. They had one of the uh, networks, had one of their guys on the ground there, and you could barely see him. He was white. And all of a sudden behind him, here came this flatbed truck behind him turning. I thought I thought they were going to take his crew away. Somebody was in the ditch. But I saw a couple of things. Evidently, the Pittsburgh Steelers were still on the tarmac in Pittsburgh in the plane. Uh, and then I and then the other video showed was some fat-bellied guy sliding down a, a track in Buffalo. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not sure whether he showed that. I didn't well, need to see it. Buffalo, right? Rochester, New York, Buffalo, that they're right in that when you talk about the lake yeah, effect. Right. I had a, uh, a colleague that I served with on a national committee for the National League of Cities. He represented Rochester. And he'd tell me, well, you, we're digging out the second story of the house when we get the <laughs> snow sore. Yeah, it happens out there, you know. Uh, um, better them than us, that's what I say. I don't know if you saw, too, that the Detroit Lions won the playoff game. You know, this is uh, this is mm. monumental stuff. Yeah, they haven't done that in years and years and years. They barely won at Ford yeah. Field, 24-23 over the L.A. Rams. That was not one of the blowout games. Mm. UMD men's hockey team splitting a weekend series with Colorado College at Amsoil over the weekend. Both games went into overtime, ended 3-2. UMD winning Friday, Colorado Saturday. And the Bulldogs are at Western Michigan this weekend. UMD women. Number seven hockey team sweeping Bemidji State over the weekend. They're at top-ranked Ohio State this coming weekend. University of Minnesota Duluth dance team coming home with awards again. They Remember, they won the national championship last year. Uh, the Bulldogs competed in the open jazz and open palm categories, claiming second in open jazz, third in the open palm. The Bulldogs won their first open palm category last year, the first time in program history. This coming weekend, the Northland Figure Skating Competition heading to Amsoil Arena, the event hosted by the Duluth Figure Skating Club, featuring a variety of events, including teams, jumps, spins, of course, programs set to music, and will be open to the public, free admission. Schedule starts on Thursday. You can find uh, that full schedule, I think, at northernnewsnow.com. The Minnesota Timberwolves. Got another win. It was a little tougher. It was against against a pretty good L.A. Clippers team. 
109-105. Wolves will visit the Pistons on Wednesday. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks got a buzzer beater in overtime from Damian Lillard, uh, lifting the Bucks past the, uh, the Kings 143-142 at five-serve form. Uh, the Minnesota Gophers had their seven-game winning streak snapped with a 74-62 loss against Indiana on Friday. The Gophers will hosting Iowa tonight. Minnesota Wild was terrible uh, mm. over the weekend. They lost to the Arizona Coyotes six to nothing at home in St. Paul, um, and that wasn't very good. Uh, <laughs> um, you really were on top of it there. Yeah, yeah now, were you hunkered down in front of the TV all weekend watching I, these? I didn't really. I hardly okay. watched any television at all, uh, honestly. Uh, well. But I did watch football yesterday. All right. I had to chase one of the dogs around yesterday. Yeah, we've got this about four and a half month old mix uh, puppy hound, hound and a red red lab hound mix. Okay. Okay. So I had, and she doesn't like the leash, so she oh. stops. So I. Oh. So I, anyway, I, I tied her up in the collar, and she was pulling on it, and off the collar came. Oh, no. She's running around in front of the house, running all over the yes. place, ran down by the lake, came up and around and around, and I called her, and she looked at me like, ha, ha. Uh, yeah. And then all of a sudden, her, her uh, my stepdaughter came out and yelled at her, and she looked, and we opened up the little gate. We got a kind of a little run around. She beat right to it. But still, it was below zero, but this dog didn't care. She was happy as a clam. My, my dog doesn't usually care either. But <laughs> this weekend, let him out, and he yeah, you know, a, he, just, he kept going to the door because he wanted to go outside. Like, things were going to be different, and they weren't. He kept yeah. going out there and going, what is this? <laughs> doesn't take long for him to figure out, wait no, a minute, this no. is too cold. Look after your animals when it's yeah. this cold. It, oh, yeah. It's uh, really important. Some people forget their animals out on a leash or something. They, yeah. This is not good for them. What so, did I see online this morning? Somebody said if uh, if you leave your animal outside tonight, make sure you stay out with them. Yeah, <laughs> there, there you go. go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right, thanks, Tom. Yeah. Uh, we'll catch you back here again next hour. More sports on KDAL. And the morning show continues after this. So, Dave, who's going to come in second tonight down in the Iowa caucuses? <laughs> I guess that's the key. It's pretty uh-huh. much uh, far and away ex-president Donald Trump will be... Uh, wouldn't, wouldn't that be something if he came in second? Yeah. That, that'd be the route of the... I forget what he said this morning. Something, it's going to be so cold. He says, you know, it's life-threatening cold. He says, well, it, it's worth it if you give up your life and vote for me. <laughs> well, those folks down in oh. Iowa, they're going to go out and vote <sighs> and do the caucus. Yeah. Now, back in 2016 when Trump was in the mix there and he had, mm-hmm. what they have, a dozen yeah, people a on the debate of... stage and so on? Ted Cruz is the one that came in number one. Down oh, there really? I didn't remember that. And, and, and obviously he right. didn't get any juice as time went on with New Hampshire and the rest of them. But, uh, yeah, so it'll be interesting. Yeah. The last number of, uh, in fact, let's see, um, back when John McCain was running... Mm. Uh, he came in like second or third in the Iowa caucus, and he ended up getting the nomination. Yeah. Uh, then running against Barack Obama, so it's 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 a fun indicator, and it kind of yeah. does show some of the people that are the dark horse candidates. They're the ones that may stump the heck out of the state. <laughs> I guess Ron DeSantis has spent like twenty million in, oh, in I the state or something like yeah. that. And, uh, and he's actually slipped a third now behind Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley's really got a little boost right. there, so it'll be interesting to see All right. see uh, what ends up happening on that. So let's. I'm I'm surprised they're still doing caucuses. I mean, it seems the trend now is, is primary elections, but 
Well, you know, we do our local Iowa's. caucuses here, yeah, too, right. for local elections. Locally. I think statewide we've gone to the primary now, and not it has, statewide uh, caucuses anymore. Well, there are caucuses uh, right. uh, on the local level. Okay. To set your, uh, hmm. elect your delegates to the state conventions oh, for yeah, the Democrats yeah. and the Republicans. Okay. There are uh, caucuses, and then they kind of set the agenda, hmm. what the platform may be. But once your your local ideas for what the right. political platform is going to be. Once it gets down to the state convention, it it, it, it uh, gets honed down quite I a bit. I would imagine so. Hey, we got a phone call already. Hi, who's this? Hey, good morning. This is Tom from Port Wayne. Ah, oh. Tom, good morning. How cold is it in Port Wayne? <laughs> uh, it's below zero. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty much below zero everywhere this morning. Yeah. Um, I wanted to uh, congratulate the uh, Democrats on the anniversary of the uh, Iowa caucus back in 2020. Uh, and the winner is still to be determined. I find that to be very interesting from the party that runs around after uh, the Biden-Trump uh, contest, saying that we had the freest, cleanest, most fraud-free election ever, and they don't even know, still to this day, who won the 2020 Democrat Iowa caucus. <laughs> I, I, I just find that very interesting, and I'll, I'm going to throw this in, Neil. I know you and I uh, kind of agree on the January 6th thing. The biggest problem with January 6th is it gave the Democrats the opportunity to not investigate that election. And I've never said one way or the other in particular. I just said it is inconclusive, and the reason it's inconclusive is because January 6th, those people gave the Democrats the cover so that we could not get an investigation of the cleanest, freest, most fraud-free election in the history of elections. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's, that's my problem with uh, what happened there. But isn't it interesting how we still don't know who won the 2020 uh, Democrat? And that's, I, I also believe that that's the reason why they moved it out. Because you know what? I am probably the only person that you're going to hear about this anniversary because the media, it has given them cover. And I know Dave doesn't like it when people say stuff like that, but it gave them the cover to not say yeah. well, about the, it. I mean, the Democrats who, aren't doing a caucus anymore in no. Iowa, are they? Is that, is, well, not, no, it's not, it's not going to happen. No, of course not. But now, now what, don't you think it's funny, though? The, Tom, don't you think it's funny? That uh, here the Republicans are doing the caucus, but you've got several people who are trying to challenge Biden, and they're not doing a caucus. Uh, now, when the New Hampshire primary comes, I be, believe uh, Dean uh, Phillips from Minnesota mm-hmm. will be on the New Hampshire ballot challenging Joe Biden, but they already are trying to get him disqualified. And then, of course, you've got uh, Robert Kennedy, who's we haven't heard much from at all. Mm-hmm. And what's well, the, he's running independent. That's why. That's, okay, these, I wish he like, would have stayed on the Democrat ticket. Right. It would have given a lot of people an alternative yep. to vote for. Yep. I hear you. I, I honestly believe that he's a viable candidate. Where your uh, person from Minnesota is probably not as viable. Well, he doesn't have the name ID. Kennedy sure doesn't. Of course, yesterday yeah. they had Joe Manchin all over the talking shows because uh, Manchin there they're suspicious that he's 
going to try to do an end run out there. And, of course, he smiles and yucks it up and, and says he's only going to do the right thing for America, ah, whatever that may great. be. Hey, thanks for the call, Tom. Thanks, Appreciate Tom. it. 8.35 already. Go ahead, take another break, and we'll be right back. I don't know if you, uh, you were around to watch the Honeymooners back in the 50s. Uh, one of them passed away. Yeah, Joyce Randolph, who played uh, uh, Norton's wife, Trixie, died at the age of 99. Uh, the last of the regular cast members to pass on. And one fan wrote on social media, marks the end of the golden age of television. That was with Jackie Gleason. Jackie and, Gleason. And, uh, uh, Art Carney. Art was Carney was uh, Ed Norton. played Norton. Yeah. And then what was Jackie Gleason's wife's name? Uh, Alice. Alice. What was the actress? To the moon, Alice. Huh? To the moon, yeah. <laughs> it was, that was just a bizarre <laughs> show, and you have to stop and think about it. it was, uh, I, I remember. Very politically uh, incorrect and nowadays, but uh, that, then it was something else. I remember my grandma and my mom watching. She that, was Audrey uh, Meadows, wasn't she? Audrey that? Meadows, yeah. there you go. But, well, you know, some of the old ones there. Right. Say, our uh, governor made national news yesterday. Who? Why? The governor, I'm sorry. Oh, he was governor down in Iowa. That's Minnesota. right. Minnesota. Oh, okay, yeah. He was being interviewed uh, nationally. I can't remember which network it was ah. on in the morning shows that I watched on Sunday. And they uh, were, at, you know, and he you know, did his spiel. Of course, he's uh, sure. he's there all, you know, Biden, you know, a thousand percent for Biden and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. <clears throat> as most Democrats are. <clears throat> Excuse me, but... Uh, so the interviewer, she was asking him about, uh, in Minneapolis, now in the Twin Cities, you've got this large group, uh, uh, Muslim group, that are protesting. Along, we had the national protest against uh, Israel and against the Biden administration. Oh. And so they were asking him about that. <laughs> and, of course, we had these uh, literally almost a riot in Washington, D.C., by the White House, where people were... Pounding on, they end, end up putting up additional gates, and you had Secret Service and the uh, Washington oh police, uh, people kicking the gates and screaming and yelling and saying that uh, Biden was horrible and all that sort of thing. And and then a couple of the the analysts were trying to tune in and say this is. What happened back in 1968 with Lyndon Johnson and Hubert Humphrey? The oh. riot, the political riot in Chicago. And I'm going, come on now, this is a far cry yeah, from what was happening in 1968. <laughs> but, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but the point of the matter is, uh, so anyway, our governor uh, you know, talked up a good storm, but nobody mm. asked him anything about, uh, we had a uh, news story, it was in the front page of the Minneapolis, uh, as a friend of mine up in Orr calls it, the Red Star. Mm-hmm. And uh, the headline is, Migrants Leaving New York City Look to Minnesota. Oh, really? To move here. Well. Minnesota is the fifth most popular destination for those departing New York. Hmm. And uh, the the uh, major uh, destinations, you're looking at uh, Minnesota, Florida, Texas is ahead of Minnesota and Florida, but obviously Texas, a lot of the migrants are coming across the border there. And already, uh, we they saw showed a clip yesterday of the governor of Illinois, and they showed uh, our governor this, mm-hmm. speaking out against the administration, and the, he's a Democratic governor, about the nightmare that's happening in the yeah. crisis with the immigrants that are coming across the border. So all, right. uh, all of a sudden, there's a, a break in the armor out there, and <laughs> hopefully... They'll figure out something. I would here. hope so, too. I mean, you've got hundreds of thousands of people coming. To the phones again, Neil. Hi, who's this? 
Good morning. This is Stan. It's a beautiful day on the shore up here. Lots of frost smoke out. I bet. It's cold, about 15 below this morning when yeah. I got up. You have steam rising off oh, the yeah, lake? Oh, yeah, that's what we all call it. As, uh, it was known as frost smoke. Ah, well, on the lake. sea smoke apparently is what they call it otherwise. Well, this ain't a sea. This is a It's the inland sea, isn't it? Sure. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> last week you mentioned uh, about who was viable as a write-in candidate. And... Uh, uh, Murkowski won her election after she uh, was appointed by her dad in Alaska to his seat so he could run for governor of Alaska. And then she uh, ran an election up there and was losing big time and didn't make the primary in the state. Hmm. So she got together all the natives and all the unions and ran a, a write-in campaign and then won. How about that? You want, it it can it can happen. Yeah. It's yeah. a stretch. It, it happens very seldom, though. Yeah. But, uh, right. On the local, she, uh, generally, it's on the local level when you have like a school board race or something right, like that. Right. But right. But uh, that, in Alaska, what was her name? Mikowski? Yeah, she's a sitting senator now. Okay. What's her first yeah. name? Um, I don't remember. Liz. Well, in any case, to write Mikowski is Teresa. Right. Yeah, that's Teresa Mikowski. Do you have Teresa to spell Mikowski. it right to be yeah. counted? I didn't hear you. I, do you have to spell it right when you write in the candidate's name? Evidently, it does. I, <laughs> I don't know. Because a name like that is not easy to just right. write well, out. her dad was a sitting senator for years <laughs> oh, behind, uh, behind Stevens. Yeah. And so he was, uh, Stevens was the was the main senator, the, what do you call it, the mm-hmm. juryman. And oh, yeah. uh, Murkowski no, was Ste- the behind the scenes. Now, so. didn't Stevens die in a plane crash? Or who, who was that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, yeah. Was, see, he was forced out. By the Democrats put together a uh, caucus against it. Well, not a caucus, but a, they scammed them out of business. Okay, I way. gotcha. And uh, it was through uh, some construction company uh, that was they would hire to fix. He hired to fix his uh, cabin up down on uh, uh, Kenai, Kenai River, somewhere down there okay. on the Alaska Kenai Peninsula. Right. And uh, they uh, forgot to hand in some bills. For, uh, for equipment or for furnishings there, and then they came up and said, "Well, you you defrauded the state." Ah, and that was so, the deal. Yep. Yeah, so he he was got out of there because they didn't like him. He was very very tough on people, and uh, but he was great for Alaska. Yeah, sure. So anyway, you guys have a beautiful day. All right, you too. Thanks, thanks for the call. Good, Good to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Well, we have local elections, you know, Dave. I mean, we do. This, this is the presidential uh, year. <laughs> Not till November, right? Yeah, we do. We do. Okay. And already we have some local candidates jumping right. in to the fire. And, of course, we talked last week with uh, Eric Forsman about one of mm-hmm. his friends, a firefighter that's running, right. going to run for uh, the seat that Liz Olson currently holds in the yeah. state legislature. But we also have a, <clears throat> an incumbent for the St. Louis County Board, Ashley Grimm. Mm-hmm. Uh, she represents West Duluth, and she announced that she's running for re-election. Okay. But I hear that it uh, may not be uncontested. Oh. And I hear, this is the <laughs> rumor mill, okay. that there is a current city councilor that's looking at challenging her. I see. For that seat. But I won't right. mention any names. Uh, you know, unsubstantiated rumors. Unsubstantiated uh, council that kind of represents the same region <laughs> uh-huh. of the city may be challenging. We'll All see. Right. I don't know if anybody wants to clear it up so they can tell us, but we'll we'll keep you posted. All right, as time goes on. So that little birdie's working his magic on. I you. keep on hearing things. Okay. I don't know. You know, put, put my ear to the rail.
They had another award show last night that I didn't realize there was one. What? Called oh. the Critics' Choice Awards. Oh, how nice. Oppenheimer, the big winner, apparently. Have you seen that? I finally did. I saw it in Nashville. My uh, uh, kid decided to pay to rent the thing. Now, I hear it's a long... It is a long film. and uh, involved movie, but it was good. Was it? Okay. Yeah, I, I would uh, I would recommend it if you're into uh, what you know history and well, as long the bomb as it's was well developed done, and all the behind-the-scenes stuff that happened while that was going on. It's about a three-hour show, isn't it? Yeah, it is long. That is true. Mm -hmm. Uh, Won eight trophies at the award show last night, including Best Picture, Best Director, uh, and Best Supporting Actor. Robert Downey Jr. got the Best Supporting Actor award. He is unrecognizable, by the way, in that movie. Yeah, you wouldn't. uh, I knew it was him, or I probably would not have realized. He wasn't Iron Man in this. (laughs) No, was he Plutonium Man or something, (laughs) or what? He was just. uh, He was uh, in character, very much so, and it was. Who did he play? Uh, I couldn't tell you. He the wasn't name. Oppenheimer. No, that no, was the no, other no. guy. No. Uh, also, winners last night: The Bear, Succession, and Beef. Beef racking up the awards for best comedy, best drama, and best limited series on TV. Oh, they had TV stuff. Yeah, too. yeah and I okay. I didn't watch any of those. And Harrison Ford though got the honors of a career achievement award. Oh. And apparently teared up as he accepted the award. Oh, that's nice so, for Harrison, nice. Harrison Ford. I hear his last Indiana Jones movie is pretty good. I haven't seen really? it. Really? Yeah, I haven't seen that one either. But Well, you know, he's 80 years old, and well, apparently... Supposedly the last. We thought the last one was going to be the last, and it wasn't. Well, look at Sean Connery. He kept <laughs> yeah, on going right. until he was 90. So. He can be James Bond any age he wants, I guess. I guess so. Something like that. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, we'll take another break. We'll be back. More of the morning show here on KDAO. Ready for some one of my Stones? favorite songs. One yeah. of my favorite songs. Now, I, for me, the Stones beat the Beatles hands down. <laughs> okay. I like them maybe because the Stones were more the Renegades. Well, they certainly sense. were, yeah. Uh, and the Doors became one of my favorite groups too. Ah. And the, between the Stones and the Doors, I. Uh, huh? But you know, I, I think I told you I went to ten years after. Remember them, Procol uh-huh. Harum. Ten years after, yeah. Procol Harum was the. Uh, the, the front group mm. that uh, introduced 10 years after at a concert I went to wow. in Tokyo, Japan okay. in 1971, wow. believe it or not. <laughs> 60,000 people in the wow. in the stadium or, or whatever that we went to, and uh, most of them Japanese. Mm-hmm. And it was quite the quite the show, to say yeah. the least. They get into that American music for sure. Over oh, yeah, there. No doubt. So I've got a question for you now. Dave, you... Go and get medical checkups from time to time. Uh, time to time, I do. Probably not as often as I should. Uh-huh. But, well, uh, well, now apparently there's a move upon many of the uh, medical groups around the country that if you uh, go online and email your doctor or their uh, PA or nursing assistant or whatever yeah. and ask them questions, uh, they're going to bill you. What? Send you a bill. <laughs> Send you a bill. 49 bucks. Well, Alina... <laughs> Is billing patients for emails forty nine bucks, right. and and they planned on charging patients under a new policy. So, huh. so here's the deal: which would you rather do? Now, uh, back in December, I called and talked to a physician's assistant. She called me back mm-hmm. and threw a sancha here, yeah. and talked about I had tested positive in the right. in the morning for the infamous plague virus, and so she talked about my symptoms and. 
and said, okay, well, here, I'll prescribe this and go down and, and get the prescription, okay? Right. And this was that Paxlovid, right. which is the antiviral. Mm-hmm. And, of course, my pharmacy was out of it, and I ended up going to Essentia, <laughs> and they had it, so I went and got it. And we've kind of talked about this so, medication. Did you get charged for this no, phone call? No, I, I didn't. But okay. which would you rather do? Now, in my mind, frankly... If I had something like this and they can diagnose what it is and I don't have to go in and sit right. in a holding area with another hundred people that are sicker <laughs> than a dog right. and they can diagnose something for me so I can go and get it taken care of, yeah, I'd much rather do that as would I than sitting in the right. uh, doctor's holding area awaiting. But if they're going to start charging for the phone call... Well, that's the thing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so Then is it worth it? Uh, I know, but you know, attorneys do that. Do they? You call okay. the attorney and they wow. they bill you huh. for the five minutes that you talk to them. You get a bill. <laughs> no, not maybe not every attorney does yeah. it, but a bunch of them do. So, oh, yeah. So I guess we'll see what happens on that. But that's um, something different, I guess. I don't know. I, I guess if you I mean know, you're if, taking the physician's time, obviously, if they want to answer a phone or answer your email, and as that's what they're charging for basically when they see you in person is for their time i guess but you know i i, I deal with uh, some physicians in the community that are so mm. proactive dealing with their patients it's wow. unbelievable that's uh, nice. they'll call you at seven o'clock at night just yeah. to see how you're doing that is amazing and uh and, and not all of them do that and you true really, you know. and in the in the dentistry uh business too they mm-hmm. they do that you know i had this this abscess tooth that ended up being a root canal yeah and uh the and Donatus, he gave me a buzz a huh. couple hour after I left to go and pick up something, yeah. some medication. He called to make sure I was doing okay. So <laughs> Need more drugs? <laughs> no, we didn't want more drugs. But, uh, Good. We don't want that. No, no. And, I, you know, I'm not, I've, I've got a pretty high tolerance to pain. The only mm. time, you know, if I ever have one of the uh, narcotics that they give you, yeah. usually if I can't get to sleep by 10, 30, or 11 o'clock at night, then go. I'll take one. That's yeah. about it. But, right. But now I, I don't have to take them because I don't need it. That's a good thing. But these poor people out there that get addicted to stuff. Absolutely. And, you know, they'll take them even if they don't need them, and that's the problem. The big cautionary deal is, is uh, you know, we hear politicians talking about this and on the, the news, of course, all over the place with this election coming up, this fentanyl crisis. The problem is, is people are buying what they think are, are oxycodone oh, yeah. or whatever it is on the yeah. street. And it's it's renegade yeah. stuff, black market stuff. If you're going to get pain medication, get it from your doctor and a reputable pharmacy. Don't get it from well, the Joe Blow down the street. Well, Joe Blow down the street, yeah. and this is where some people are overdosing right. because they manufactured these illegal drugs. They throw a bunch of fentanyl, fentanyl in there, right? In there, and they aren't mm-hmm. monitoring it, and they've got too much of a high dose. Then you've got the heroin that's coming across from Both. the fentanyl, and the heroin's all coming across from the southern border. I suppose. And of course, they're lacing that too. So. All right. You know, for a, uh, but nobody's got any answers on this. That's President problem. Biden's re-election campaign raising over $97 million in the final quarter of 2023. New filings put in today. Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris starting the year with about $117 million in the bank, or in their war chest, as they call it. Uh, former President Trump, by the way, has yet to announce how much he's raised from Republican donors in the fourth quarter. Oh, I'm sure he will. If he I can, think that's you have to, right? Well, I, uh, there's deadlines, no. but I'm, I'm not sure. I'm sure Biden issued it because it mm. makes it look like they're really behind him. I'm yeah. sure what Trump's going to do, 
is if he can trump Biden's numbers, <laughs> he'll announce it. He'll push it. Like if crazy. he's yeah. less than Biden, he's probably not going to say anything. Yeah, it'll be there in public, but he won't mention it. I suppose. There you go. So, All right, sing along if you know the song. Here we go. Ready? Ooga It's Blue Swede. It's their version of Hooked on a Feeling, and that's going to wrap up uh, this portion of the morning show here Boy, on Monday. we really rocked and rolled here today, didn't we? Uh, are you going to be here on Wednesday? I hope so. I will, too. I think. Okay. All right, see you then. We'll do see it you again folks. on Wednesday at 8 o'clock. Stay warm. And on Friday as well. Uh, Neil joins us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday during the 8 o'clock hour here on KDA. News is next from CBS at 9 o'clock. Also news from the Minnesota News Network and Wisconsin Radio Network. And then the final portion of the morning show.